Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God praise and glory. He's so deserving of all the glory, the honor, and the praise. The psalmist says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, who healeth all of our diseases. Come on, let's open our mouths and just bless him and celebrate him. He's so awesome. He's so worthy. He's so magnificent. We thank and we praise God for each of you that have connected with us this morning at the Point of Praise Family Life Center Virtual Worship Experience. I'm ex I'm so excited about what God is going to do for all of us on this morning. I can sense the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, the, the anointing of God removes burdens and destroys yokes. Many of you that are watching this morning, you're facing some dark and hostile moments in your life, but I'm believing that God is going to turn your situation around on this morning. Won't you come in agreement with me right now and put it right in the comment area, just declare and decree that God is going to turn my situation around. Just take a couple of seconds right now, put it in the comment area. Let the world know that God is turning your situation around right now. I believe you have the victory God causes us to triumph through every situation and circumstance that we may experience in our lives. He's a great God. He's a faithful God. He's a trustworthy God. And we trust them just like that. Again, we celebrate God for you connecting with us on this morning. God is going to do something astounding uh, on today. He's really going to do something supernatural for all of us on today. Now, you know how we flow, how we operate here uh, on our virtual platform. This is a time where we meet and we greet one another. We don't have the opportunity to do it on the level that we normally would do it if we were in the sanctuary. You know, we're a touchy-feely church. We like loving on each other, hugging on each other, encouraging one another and fellowshipping with one another. But we can't do that right now uh, because we're not in uh, in-person gathering, but we can do the best that we can right here on our virtual platform. So I'm going to go to my phone. I want to see who's on with us on this morning. Let's meet and greet uh, one another. This is a time of fellowship during our virtual worship experience. So right in the comment area, let us know that you're connected you have joined us uh, on this morning and listen if you're a first time guest please let us know that you're a first time guest i have some information i want to get out uh to you so please let us know that you're a first time guest god bless you brother todd good to see you this morning jimmy wells god bless you god bless you god bless you sister sonia god bless you thank you for connecting with us deacon robert holland god bless you He's in, uh, the director of our media department. My mom's is with us, Dorothy Brown. God bless you. Thank you for joining with us on this morning. Come on, let's continue to show some love uh, to one another. Mother Blake, God bless you. Sister June, God bless you. Thank you for joining us on this morning. Mother Audrey, yes, God is gonna turn your situation around. Elder Jesse Howard, that's right. God is going to turn your situation around. Sister Priscilla, good morning. God bless you. Come on, keep it going. Hallelujah. I can feel the love. I can sense the love. Again, if you are a first-time guest, please let us know 
that you're a first-time guest. I want to get some information out to you. What you're going to do if you're a first-time guest, God bless you, Markel Grace. Good morning, first-time guest. God bless you, Deacon Shelton. Listen, if you're a first-time guest, what you can do is you can text 845-209-1303. Again, 845-209-1303. Right in the message area, uh, put the word welcome and someone is going to get in contact with you within the next 24 to 48 hours and i'm going to rush a special gift out to you so god bless you for all of our first time guests we celebrate god for you i have some uh, and, uh some special gifts i want to get in your hands so please make sure you text 845-209-1303 right in the message area put the word welcome god bless you mother carol god bless you well it's good to see you all on this morning i'm so excited uh, that you're with us. Now, listen, we believe at the point of praise that sharing is caring. So what I need you to do is I need you to like and share. Share this with your Facebook community so that they can experience the move of God that you're going to experience on today so that they can hear the word of God that's going to radically change their life. It's going to revolutionize their life, their family, their business, their career. So let's take time out right now. Let's share. God bless you, Mother Childs. God bless you. Thank God for you. Thank God for our senior pastor, Pastor Childs. Come on, let's give them some hearts and some thumbs up. Let's celebrate God for them. Let's praise God for my lovely wife, Lady Shamika Brown. Come on, let's give them some hearts and some thumbs up. God bless you. Uh, Deacon Burt, God bless you. Uh, Cindy, come on, give them some hearts, some, some thumbs up. Make them blush on this morning make them blush make lady child's mascara turn into ruage uh on this morning hallelujah glory to god well listen i have a word from the lord for you on this morning now we know the last couple of weeks we've been dealing with the subject matter living with the peace of god and that message was a powerful message god has really ministered uh, to us from, from that message. And I got a lot of re praise reports and testimonies from individuals that were blessed. They were blessed from the message that we ministered on the last uh, two weeks. And we came from uh, Isaiah 26 and 3, where it says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee that God will keep your mind, that he will watch over your mind, he will protect it, and he will preserve it. God will watch over you, he will protect you, he will preserve you, he will seal you for future use. So what this lets me know is that God has a plan for each and every one of our lives, and God is not allowing us to stay alive just so we can exist, uh, so, that, so that we can just do what we want in life no god has a plan for your life he's he has an assignment for you he has a a purpose for you that's why he's keeping you alive so the scripture says that he's going to keep you he's going to watch over you he's going to protect you he's going to keep you in perfect peace but you have to keep your mind you have to keep your mental uh being you have to keep uh your moral life uh, and he'll keep it in perfect peace, but you got to keep it stayed on him. You got to stay focused 
on the Lord. You have to stay in tune with what God is doing. But on the latter part of that, it's saying it's predicated upon us trusting in the Lord. And that's what I want to deal with on this morning. I want to deal with the subject matter, the trust factor, the trust factor. Now, we know that this is an interactive uh, type of of ministering. So what I need you to do is I need you to let me know in the comment area, what comes to your mind when you hear the word trust? What does trust mean to you? What does trust mean to you? When you hear this word trust, what resonates in your heart? What resonates uh, in your spirit when you hear this word trust? Because it's very important that you trust in God. So right in the comment area, let me know, what, what does that mean to you? When you hear the word trust, what does it mean? Uh, Brother Todd said the trust factor. Sister Cindy says the trust factor. Come on, let's unpack it a little bit more. When you hear this word trust, what does it, what does it mean to you? Now, you already know I have a working definition. It means to believe. It means to believe. Okay, what else? It means dependable. So, it means to, it's a safe place. Trusting in God is a safe place. It means accountability. It means to believe. It means to have faith in someone. Again, someone else is saying it means to believe. It means confidence. It means confidence. It denotes honor. Oh, I have a good class on this morning. And so when we when we hear this word trust or when you hear this word trust, you hear the words dependable, you hear safe place, you hear accountability, you hear believe, you hear uh, faith in someone and you hear confidence and honor. All right. Well, let's go to the scripture. Let's go to Proverbs three, five through six. And we're going to see what the Bible says as it pertains to trust. As it pertains to trust, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Come on, and lean not unto thy own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Now let's define this word trust. Let's define this word trust. Trust is to lie down on, to put your entire weight on something. Again, trust is to lie down on. It means to put your entire weight on something. So when I'm trusting in God, what I'm saying is, is that everything as it pertains to my life, I'm, I'm casting it upon you. I'm putting my whole life in your hands and I'm making you responsible uh, for how my life goes. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have any responsibility in this. But what we're saying is, God, I'm going to turn my life over to you, my entire life. I'm going to turn it over to you and I'm going to, to, to depend on you to give me divine instructions on how I'm supposed to live my life. In other words, I'm going to give you everything as it pertains to my life, my finances, my family, my business, my career, my emotions, my thoughts. I'm going to cast my cares upon you because I know that you 
you care for me and I can trust in you. I can rely on you. I can depend on you. And I'm going to depend on you to give me instructions on how I'm supposed to live my life. So the role I have to play in my life being successful is obeying God's instructions. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit, he will lead you, he will guide you in all truth. So I'm trusting God to give me the right instructions for my life. And I'm going to obey the, the instructions that God gives me for my life so I can live a successful life. So every area of my life, uh, is successful. So I have to depend on God. I have to rely on God. I have to lean on God. I'm throwing my whole, I'm throwing all my weight on God. And I'm believing that God uh, has the strength, glory to God, to carry all the weight. And don't you know that God can handle your life? God has the ability to handle your life. He can hold all the weight that you throw on him. Isn't it amazing that not only God can hold my weight, he can hold your weight. He can hold everybody's weight at the same time. And he can give us all detailed instructions for our lives so that we can be successful in every area of our lives. So what we're going to have to do in this season, we're going to have to make sure that we throw all of our weight on God. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to understand everything that he's doing. We're not going to understand his processes. We're not going to understand his ways because the Bible says his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He's not going to do things the way that we think he should do things because what we have to realize is that while we're trusting in God, he's also developing it and he's developing us. God is working on the situation and God is working on us. He's molding us. He's shaping us. He's maturing us. He's growing us. He's developing us. So we have to trust God beyond what we can see and beyond what we can feel. And what the enemy will do is during the process of you trusting God, during the process of God working on it and God working on you, he will attack your mind. He will get your emotions all over the place to try to make you feel like God is not there. He doesn't care about you. He's not thinking about you. But that's a lie because the Bible says that God will never leave us nor forsake us. He will always be there for us. God is always there for, there for us. Even though he may be quiet, even though he may be silent, he might not be saying anything at that time. But even though sometimes you can't trace God, you have to be able to trust God. And if God has given you a promise over your life, you can rest assured that that promise is going to come to pass in your life. The Bible says the promises of God, they are yea and amen. God is not a man that he shall lie, neither is he the son of man that he shall repent. If he spoke it, it shall come to pass. God will perfect everything concerning you. God has not changed his mind concerning you, concerning your family, concerning your, your finances, concerning your body. God has not changed his mind. All right. So there's three elements of trust. There's three elements of trust. Number one, content of character based on 
observation. Again, content of character based on observation. Now, we've had an opportunity to observe God's characteristics and traits in our lives. God has already proven himself faithful in our lives. We've seen God do supernatural things in other individuals' lives, and we've seen God do supernatural things in our lives. And so we should know that if God has done it before, he's able to do it again. We've observed God heal individuals' bodies. We've observed God turn individual situations around. We've observed God take individuals out of the pit of dark and hostile moments in their lives and raise them up to be successful in life. We've observed God. God's character does not change. The only person that changes is us, but God never changes. We've observed God's characteristics. You've observed God heal your body. You've observed God deliver your friend and some of your loved ones. You've observed God save some individuals that you thought that there was no hope for. We have to tap into what we know about God and what we've experienced from God. And we have to continue to rely and depend on God. Just write in the comment area, just, just type God is a faithful God. God has proven himself to be trustworthy. Glory to God. God has proven himself, I'm going to say it again, to be trustworthy. He's always showed up on time. You know, the older saints used to say it like this, he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. And I know we're in the midst of a pandemic. I know we're facing some challenges right now. I know we're dealing with some difficult moments. I know we're dealing with some uncertainties uh, in our lives right now, but God will never fail you. Heaven and earth may pass away, but God will never fail you. His word will never fail you. The Bible declares that he's watching over his word to perform it. And I'm declaring and decreeing that we're about to enter a time of experiencing a great performance. God's word is about to become a reality in your life. And I know for some of you, it may be tough right now. It may be rough right now. I know some of you are dealing with some things where your tears are becoming your meat both day and night. But the word of the Lord declares that weeping may endure for a night. I feel the Holy Ghost. But joy cometh in the morning and you're about to experience your morning time you're about to experience a time of joy unspeakable joy and full of glory the church of the living god is about to enter the best season of its life i'm telling you right now you're about to experience the most productive season that you've ever experienced in your life don't give up hope in god don't give up trust in God. You have to continue to trust in God. You have to continue to rely on God and depend on God. He will never fail you. All right. So number one, the three elements of trust is content of character based on observation. We've seen some things uh, <laughs> about God. We've seen God 
uh, perform some miraculous and supernatural things in individuals' lives. And we've seen God do some supernatural things in our lives. And, you know, the enemy will try to make you forget all the great things that God has done for you. Listen, don't catch spiritual amnesia. You know God has been good to you. You know God has made ways out of no ways. You know that God has opened doors that no man can shut. You know God has healed your body when you were sick and afflicted. You know it was God. You know nobody could do what was done in your life but God. So number one, contend of character based on observation. Number two, establish guidelines of operation. Now, when we all, um, when we all uh, take on a new job, what, what happens is uh, they have a time of orientation. During this time of orientation, they give us a manual of policies and procedures. In the manual of policies and procedures, there are guidelines. They let us know things that we can do, things that we can't do. Also, in uh, that manual of policies and procedures are benefits. They let us know what our benefit package um, is. Well, when you come into the kingdom of God, God has already established some policies and procedures. He's established a benefit package for you. He's established some guidelines for our lives. Now, where could we find these benefits? Where could we find these, these guidelines? Where can we find these policies and procedures? Well, in the word of God is our benefit package. In the word of God is the policies and procedures in the guidelines for our lives. And what we have to do is we have to begin to, uh, we have to begin to create boundaries in our lives with the word of God. In anything that will cause us to go outside of the boundaries from the policies and procedures that God has given us, we have to make sure we don't do it. See, we have to trust in the word of God. These, these are God's words. This is God's word. These, this is God's divine instructions. He's given us step-by-step instructions for our lives. The Bible says the word of the Lord is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Now, back in biblical times, what they would do is when they were walking uh, to uh, to get to a certain destination, when it was nighttime, they would uh, tie a lamp around their ankles and they would light that lamp and they would take one step at a time. They would put one foot in front of the other so that they can see where they were going. See, sometimes you can't see way in the future. And I know that makes us uncomfortable sometimes because we wanna know what the future holds. I can let you know what the future holds. The future holds success. The, the future holds greatness and brightness. But sometimes what God will do is he will uh, uh, cause us to only see what's in front of us. And he will give us step-by-step -step instructions. And we have to be able to trust God in the dark seasons of our lives. It's easy to trust God when everything is going wonderful. But you have to be able to trust God in the dark seasons of your life. We have individuals now that are they're dealing with unemployment. And unemployment is at an all-time high. You have to trust God 
to supply your needs. Individuals don't have the finances that they they used to have. Some individuals are living paycheck to paycheck. Some individuals, they have to stand in food lines uh, so that uh, they can have food to put on their table uh, for their family. Some individuals are dealing with sickness in their body. Some individuals have loved ones that's in the hospital right now. They're dealing with coronavirus or they may be dealing with, with cancer. They have some type of sickness uh, that they're dealing with and you can't um, see them in person. Some individuals, you're dealing with some situations uh, in your family. You're having marital struggles and marital problems. Some of you are dealing with uh, situations with your children. Your children are, are struggling with, with virtual learning and they're having a hard time being able to comprehend and understand the information because they're used to being in a classroom setting. We have a plethora of things that we're dealing with. We're dealing with uh, racial uh, injustice. Uh, we're dealing with challenges uh, in our community where violence is at an all-time high. We're going to have to trust in God. We have to trust in, with, in God with all of our heart, and we can't lean to our own understanding. We have to acknowledge him in all of our ways, and he's going to direct our path. You got to trust in God in this season. Just type that right in the, the common area. Encourage somebody. Just type in the common area. You have to trust in God. You have to put your trust in God because the Bible says that God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by his son, Christ Jesus. David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. You don't have to worry about anything. All you have to do is put your trust in God. You have to have faith in God. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You may can't see it right now with your natural eyes, but Paul said, listen, that God will turn the unseen things into seen things. He said it just like this. While we look not at the things that we do see, for the things that we see, they're, they're temporary, but the things that we don't see, they are eternal. God is about to turn those unseen things into seen things. We just have to trust in God. We have to cast all of our cares upon him. We have to lean on God. We have to depend on God in this season and beyond. So the three elements of trust. Number one, content of character based on observation. Number two, establish guidelines of operation. And number three, legitimate documented performance. Lord have mercy. That's exciting all by itself. We have some documented proof that we can trust in God. You remember uh, in the Bible, um, Peter, he had been toiling all night. He was out there fishing. Uh, he didn't catch nothing. He didn't catch nothing. He had been there all night. Now, Peter was a professional fisherman. He knew the right time to go out there and fish. He's, he's used to catching fish at the time that he went out uh, to go fishing. And he's out there, he didn't catch anything. Now this was gonna affect Peter's income. It's gonna uh, affect his livelihood because this was his means of living. Uh, catching fish provided resources uh, for Peter. He was a, a fisherman, he was a fisherman. But he had been out there all night 
He didn't catch nothing. Jesus steps on the scene. He said, listen, get in this boat. Let's go out there. Now it's daytime. Now Peter is used to fishing uh, during a certain time uh, of the night, night, early morning. Jesus said, no, nah, let's go out here uh, right now. Uh, Jesus gives Peter some divine instructions. Come on, encourage somebody and put in the comment area that God is about to give you some divine instructions. Jesus tells Peter, listen, cast your net on the, the other side. Just cast it on the other side because you're, you're about to catch some fish right now. Just let me paraphrase the story. You're about to catch some fish right now. And the Bible lets you know that Peter obeyed the word of the Lord. He cast the net on the other side and he caught a boatload of fish. Matter of fact, the Bible said that his net broke. Glory be to God. He caught a boatload of fish. He experienced a record breaking harvest. Something supernatural had happened for Peter because he obeyed God's divine instruction. So you have some uh, documentation of God's supernatural performance. Now, nah, that wasn't good enough for some of you. You remember the woman with the issue of blood. She had been uh, suffering of this condition suffering with this condition from 12 long years. The Bible says she went and seen every physician in town. Nothing got better, but it got worse. But she heard that Jesus was coming to town. Santa Claus wasn't coming to town, but Jesus was coming to town. Glory to God. The Bible says she got in the press behind him. Now we know that this individual, this woman was putting her life on the line because according to the law at that particular time, a woman uh, or anyone that was bleeding at that particular time was was defined as being unclean and she was not supposed to be in the community and she also was not supposed to be touching a priest. But the Bible says that she pressed and when she pressed through the crowd, the Bible lets you know that she touched the hem of his garment and immediately the blood dried up. We have documentation that we can trust in God. And some of you, you don't even have to go through scripture. You can look at, at some of your loved ones in your house that you know their life was all jacked up. You can look at your finances where your money was funny, your change was strange, your needs had needs. And God turned your situation around. Some of you were homeless and God provided somewhere for you to stay. Some of you were jobless and God provided you with a job. Some of you have sickness and disease in your body and God healed your body. Some of you had suicidal thoughts and God made sure that you didn't take your life, but you kept your life. You have some documentation that you can push your trust in God. God has opened some doors for you. He's turned some situations around for you. He's done supernatural things for you. And all you have to do is, all you have to do is look at the documentation that you have and you will know, you will realize that you can put your trust in God. Now, the proof that we're not trusting in God is... Uh, <laughs> The, the proof that we're not trusting God, even when we say we do, is when we turn to the other to other sources first to address life's problems. Again, the proof that we're not trusting God, even when we say we do, is in when is when we turn to other sources first to address life's problems. 
when we turn to other sources first before we turn to God, we're really not trusting in God. And some individuals, you turn to alcohol, that becomes your source. Some of you, you turn to drugs, that becomes your source. Some of you, you turn to your to your B, BFF before you put your trust in God, your best friend. Uh, you turn to uh, one of your loved ones that you have confidence in before you put your trust and confidence in God. And the enemy knows that you do things like that. So what he will do is he will allow the friend that you put your trust in to give you some good advice. But just because somebody gives you some good advice, that doesn't mean that's the, the advice that God wants you to have. It does not mean that's the role that God wants you to take to be successful in your life, to be prosperous in your life, to be productive in your life, to be fruitful in your life. You have to tr you have to go to God first. The scripture lets you know, trust in the Lord with all thy heart, lean not to thy own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge him, for he shall direct your path. You have to go to God first. All right. If you want to know <laughs> where your trust is, ask yourself, where do I turn first when I need help? If you want to know where your trust is, ask yourself, where do I turn first when I need help? I hate to sound like a broken record, but the first person you need to turn to when you need help is God. David says it like this in the book of Psalms. I look to the hills from which cometh my help, my help coming from the Lord who's made heaven and earth. Why should I trust in somebody else when I can trust in the all-knowing, all-wise, all-seeing God, the one that holds the world in the palm of his hand, the one that can change my situation uh, with a blink of an eye, an all-powerful God. Why should I put my trust in someone else that has limited ability when I can put my trust in a living, a saving God that can alter my circumstance and my situation? Now, let me let you know something. It's easy to say you trust God when everything is going right. But the true test of you trusting God is when everything is going wrong. That's when you really have to put your trust in God. That's when you really, ah, glory to God, have to depend on God. And for some of you, things are not going the way you think they should go. Some of you, you're dealing with some hostile experiences in your life. Some of you right now, doors are shut. Some of you are at the crossroad of, of decisions. I'm telling you right now, you need to put your trust in God. He'll never fail you. He'll always be right there for you. He'll lead you to the right place. He'll lead you to the right spot, just like he did the children of Israel. Yes, they had to cross a Red Sea, but guess what? God opened the sea up so they can cross on dry ground. Yes, they had to go through a Jordan River, but I'm telling you right now, when they put their foot in the water, they were able to cross that Jordan River. I'm telling you right now, Yes, Jesus told the disciples, meet me on the other side, and a storm arose, but Jesus was able to calm the storm. Yes, there was another situation. Jesus was down at the bottom of the ship, 
and a storm occurred and water was uh, hitting the side of the boat and the, the disciples, they began to panic. Jesus got up out of his sleep and he was able to come up on the top of the ship and say, peace, be still. You can put your trust in God. Yes, the storms in your life may be raging right now. The boat of your life may be shaking, but I'm telling you right now, one word from God can change your situation. God can say peace into your situation and peace has to be there. And I believe right now he's speaking peace into your situation. I believe that he's calming your storm right now. I believe what the devil has meant for evil in your life. God is turning it around for your good. You have to trust and obey for there is no other way. Trust in God. Don't quit. Lean on God. Depend on God. Rely on God and he'll never fail you. Listen, I want to pray for some individuals right now. You're you're going through a tough time. You're you're having some challenges in, in your life. You're facing some difficult moments right now. You're having a rough season uh, in your life. I want to pray for you right now, right here in the common area. I need you to do me a great big favor. I want you to put in the common area your prayer request. I want to take time out and pray for you right now, right in the common area. Let me know what you want me to pray for. I want to come in agreement with you right now, believing that God is going to fix your situation, that God is going to change your circumstance, that God is going to open doors for you, that God is going to make the crooked straight. Come on, right in the common area. What do you need for me to pray for for you, for your family? Do you need me to pray for your finances, for your body, for your mind, for your career, for your business, things going on in your community, around your home that you need to stop? Come on, just put right in the common area those things you want me to pray for right now because we're about to come in agreement at a, as a body of baptized believers and we're going to believe God is going to change what's going on in your life. We know supernatural things happen when the men and women of God come together and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you right now. We thank you for your awesome in all your ways. We thank you, oh God, for your doing some awesome things right now. We thank you for your opening doors that no man can shut. We thank you, oh God, and we praise you right now for what you're doing, God. You're shifting things, you're changing things, you're altering things for people right now. Father, don't allow them to give up hope. Don't allow them to quit in this season. Allow them to keep on pressing. Allow them to keep on pushing. Allow them to keep on producing, oh God. Encourage their soul and let them journey on. God, even though it may be a night season that they're experiencing right now, oh God, encourage them and let them know that their joy is about to come. And they are about to experience a morning time, God, and you're going to give them joy, unspeakable joy and full of glory. God, we cancel the assignment on their lives right now. We rebuke the spirit of depression right now. We, we, we come against oppression right now in the name of Jesus. We come against every suicidal thought. We come against loneliness right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask you to give them wisdom beyond their years. Give them divine instructions, oh God, right now in the name of Jesus. We know that we've never been this way before, but we're going to trust in you. We're going to rely on you. We're going to depend on you. We're going to lean on you. We're going to throw all of our weight on you because we know that you care for us, oh God. We're casting our cares upon you right now. We thank you for the miracle right now. 
We thank you for supernatural things happening for our friends, our family, our loved ones. We thank you for healing in our body right now. Those individuals that are sick and afflicted, we speak healing right now in the name of Jesus. Those individuals that have lost loved ones, God, give them a peace that surpasses all understanding that will guard their hearts and their minds by your son, Christ Jesus. Father, we declare and decree right now that no weapon formed against your people shall be able to prosper and god we thank you for the praise reports we thank you for the testimonies of victory oh god we thank you for the outcome right now we declare and decree that in this season we shall have good success and we give you glory honor and praise for it now in jesus name let all of god's people shout amen come on let's give god praise and glory right in the comment area just declare and decree i have the victory i have the victory. I have the victory. You have the victory. God has given you the ability to triumph in every situation and circumstance because of Jesus Christ. Listen, there's someone watching right now. You need to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He's ready to turn your life around. You need Jesus in your life. You can't fix it by yourself. You can't change your own circumstance. You can't change your own situation. And this word has ministered to you the holy spirit has spoken to you while i've been preaching the word of god jesus is ready to come into your life he's ready to save you that's why jesus died he didn't die just to be dying he didn't uh, get raised from the dead just to get raised from the dead but that happened so you can have a relationship an eternal relationship with the father so you can be reconciled back unto god Listen, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to stop what you're doing. And I need you to pray this prayer with me because the Bible says this. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Christ Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. With the heart, the man believeth, but with the mouth, confession is made known unto God. So I need you to stop what you're doing and repeat this prayer after me right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Come into my life right now and save me. Forgive me of all my sins. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that your son Jesus has been raised from the dead just for me. Thank you, God, for coming into my life and saving me. Now repeat this after boldness, with boldness. Say, Satan, take your hands off my mind, my soul, and my spirit. I belong to God. I belong to God. I belong to God right now in Jesus' name amen well welcome into the body of christ now those individuals that's on our, our platform right now just take time out right in the comment area to welcome those individuals that repeated that prayer welcome into the body of christ welcome them into the body of christ let them know we are their new family and that we are coming alongside them to help them with their christian walk now if you repeated that prayer after me i need you to do me a favor because we want to stay in contact with you. We want to come alongside you. We want to help you and assist you with your Christian walk so that you can become mature in the things of God. What I need you to do right now, please do this. Text 845-209-1303. Again, 845-209-1303. Text the word newbie, N-E-W-B, and someone from my aftercare team is going to contact you within the next 24 to 48 hours. They're going to get some instructions in your hand and they're going to assist you 
in your Christian walk. We're your new church family. Welcome into the body of Christ. Now, there are some individuals that's watching. You don't have a church home. And yes, we're in this time of virtual uh, worship. And that's okay. I would love to be your virtual pastor. I believe that if you connect with the Point of Praise Family Life Center, your life will not be the same within the next six to nine months. If your life doesn't change within the next six to nine months, I tell you, this is not the ministry that you need to be a part of. But I know if you connect with this ministry, this body of baptized believers, your finances will change, your family will change, your career will go to a whole another level. Your business will go to a whole another level. I'm telling you right now, your marriage will go to a whole another level. You will experience things in your life that you never experienced before. So allow me to be your virtual pastor. Connect with the Point of Praise Family Life Center. The way you can do that, you can text 845-209-1303. Again, 845-209-1303. Uh, right in the message area, put the word joined. And someone from my aftercare team, they will be contacting you within the next 24 to 48 hours. And we welcome you to the Point of Praise Family Life Center Church family.